Hello, everyone. It's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. Now, let me tell you something. People like to bash social media, but I have found social media to be one of the most wonderful things in my life. And today's guest is an example of that. I'm on Facebook and I see this, in, this incredible story of this woman who has gotten together a band of women and it's called We Walk With Harriet. And I thought, what? And I said, there there's been news clips and interviews, but let me tell you this. Basically our guest today is Linda Harris. This is Linda's second act, as she says, and mm -hmm. she orchestrated We Walk With Harriet. It's the route of Harriet Tubman for the Underground Railroad. I mean, it's just, oh my God, it'll, if you, it made me cry. The whole thing makes me cry, <laughs> but and the whole thing. But Linda's with us today. And then this flip side of Linda, I find out is that she's a jazz singer, but mostly we just want to welcome her. Good morning, Linda. Well, good morning, Denise. How are you? I'm very well. And I have good. to tell you, a total stranger like texts her off Facebook <laughs> and she like said, when she answered the phone, hello. <laughs> Hoping, of course, I am crazy, but not a stalker, not in a bad way. <laughs> not a stalker. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that. <laughs> so good morning. And I need good to tell you, morning. this yeah. is just a joy. People need to go to your website and listen to your songs. Also a songwriter, I didn't say that. But I would love to start with We Walk With Harriet because how did you do this? How did you set yeah. this up? Well, it, it, it was divine, Denise. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't realize I was a spiritual person until this pandemic hit. And uh, that coupled with the... Cup, the, the social unrest, the George Floyd, the killings, the, just all the stuff. We were all locked up in our houses and I got very, very sad. And I'm an, I'm an avid reader. And somehow one evening, the book that I have about Harriet Tubman started glowing literally oh my on my bookcase. And it was calling me. I mean, I had sort of a thing, sort of a vision and i went over to the book my father had given me the book when i was six years old so i've had the book for many many years and i started thumbing through and i said you know what i'm going to cambridge i live about an hour and a half drive from cambridge so i drove to cambridge and everything is shut down because this was in march you know right at the onset of the pandemic and you can't go anywhere do anything wash your hands wear masks and I, I, I drove into the parking lot of the visitor center. Of course it was closed, but I called anyway. So Amanda, who runs the visitor center, she answered the phone and she said, well, we're closed. I said, well, I know you're closed. I said, but you know, I'm here and I want to get some information about Harriet Tubman. And this is the museum for Harriet. At the museum. Yeah. Well, this is the visitor center for Cambridge. Now in, in, in Cambridge, there are two museums for Harriet Tubman, but I went right to the visitor center right across the bridge. So Amanda said, well, you can't come in, but I will come out. So Amanda and I sat for about two hours at a covered bench. And she told me all about the visitor center, all about the underground railroad and tours. And um, I was just delighted. This is a woman I'd never met before. And she was so gracious with her time. But the most wonderful thing she did was she gave me, she said, you need to talk to this guy. And, uh, 
his name was Bill Jarman. And so I called him and he said, well, I don't know who you are. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I said, I tell you what, I'm going to spend the night. I'm going to go check in a hotel and maybe, maybe you will feel better in the morning. I said, I really would like to talk. So I checked into a Holiday Inn. There was nobody in the hotel but me, let me tell you, me, me, me and the check-in person, because <laughs> they're not doing housekeeping in the hotel. So I stayed there and I woke up and I called Mr. Jarman and he sort of, hello. I said, well, we talked yesterday. Yes, but I told you I was kind of busy. I said, but I spent the night, so you got to see me. So he says, okay, meet me at the museum. Now in Cambridge, there are two museums. There's a visitor center that's controlled by the state. And then, there, then there's this small uh, Harriet Tubman Museum that is run solely from donations and volunteers. So I went to the museum and I got there and I waited for about 10, got to be 10 and then 20 minutes. And then I called Mr. Jarman and I said, are you standing me up? I, you said you'd be here. <laughs> no, he said, well, come inside. I'm inside the museum. So that, that in and of itself was amazing because the museum was shut to the public. So we sat in that museum and we talked for about three hours. And he showed me the museum, the materials. I've got all these pictures of, of Harriet Tubman. And then he gave me the names of four historians. Okay. So I went home, I made my little, I'm, I, you know, I'm always making little calendars and little to-do and vision boards. So I put the names up on my little vision board, much, much like Madam C.J. Walker. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. And, uh, and so I started calling each one of them. And I said, you know, I, I always dropped Bill Jarman's name. And the next person I got was um, Jock Walsh. Now, Jock Walsh is in um, Caroline County. You have Dorchester County. So Harriet Tubman's route went from uh, Dorchester County to uh, Pennsylvania. So there were along the route uh, where these the Quakers and the abolitionists had formed this underground railroad to assist Harriet Tubman in her journey to freedom. It's just a, it's an amazing story. I'm not, when I when I talk about it, it makes me cry. So anyway, I went to see Jock Walsh. He too was kind of gruffy. I don't know who you are. And busy. <laughs> I said, but you know, I said Bill said you would talk with me. So anyway, I, I went there. So I drove to Caroline County. When I got there, Jock had arranged for me to see. 50 of the lock houses that had been restored. He runs the uh, Caroline County Historical Society. He spent the entire day with me and uh, he fed me and we just went to these places. It, it was divine. It, I, and I know that this is a very, these things don't happen in the real world. People are not this kind and gentle as far as, as, as I've seen in my life, all right? So I knew then, so Jock, then he, then he gave me the name of another historian. So I went back home and I, I, the next day I went back to uh, Cambridge and I met with Herschel Johnson and Herschel was, a, Herschel showed me the actual route. He drove me around in his car. We put on our masks and our gloves and our PPE stuff. And he drove me around in his car to show me the actual routes. He drove me from Cambridge to Delaware. He too devoted his entire day to me. Then I then I, I met another man. Uh, he gave me the name of another guy who had actually walked the route. He did it at night the way Harriet Tubman did. Wow, wow. So that was Ken Johnston. So I so Ken Johnston lives in Philadelphia. So I called him up. He kind of poo-pooed me off to all these guys, you know, initially. 
And then he says, okay, if you're willing to drive to Philadelphia, I will talk to you. So about a week later, I drove to Philadelphia. And he, we, we met at a little restaurant and he fed me. And then he introduced me to Lynn Sinclair, who's the head of the Connect Square Historical Society. So she was so delighted. And I said, you know what, I'm going to walk this route. And they both said, you're crazy. You can't do it. I said, okay, <laughs> you can do it. I'm a little older, but it's okay. I'm going to do it. So after I gathered all this information about the route, I said, well, I really can't do this by myself. I'm, I'm a hiker, camper. I'm a different kind of a woman, right? I do, I do different things. So I thought that I could just hike and camp at night. So I went back down and I looked at the route alone five times. And I said, you know what? I, I can't do this by myself. It's going to be crazy. So I put out on Facebook, I, I said, I'm Linda Harris. I'm this crazy woman. And I'm going to be walking <laughs> the byway. Is anyone interested? About 20 women responded. I kid you not. So I had to go through this interview process, <laughs> interviewing people to walk with me, right? Yeah. So uh, because it, it, listen, I trained. I trained. Uh, I walked every day uh, during Monday through Friday, three to five miles. And then on the weekends, I'd start at five, 10, 15, and up to 20. So it, I was very committed to this. And I told the women, you have to be committed. This is, it's no joke. We're going to be on rough terrain. It's going to be raining, mosquitoes, all of that. So I was able to sort of weed out. I, I did a first uh, dry run with about 10 women. We went to a park in Great Falls, uh, Virginia. You may, these, these names won't make any sense to you, but it was a level three uh, uh, route. So we're climbing, and you know, because I, as, as I read and studied long distance walking, you have to do cross training. You have to, I did some biking, I did running. And so you have to, you have to develop your mind and your body. All right. So I took these women on the trail and a half of them nearly died. <laughs> I said, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I said, but I said, you all are not going to be able to walk, but certainly if you ever want to come and train with us, you can. So anyway. To make a long story short, we, we whittled down to, to seven other women who were, who I'd never met, uh, ranging in ages from 35 to 57. And they, uh, they committed themselves to this, this, this thing. I mean, it, it, was, it was amazing. And, and they all wanted to walk for different reasons. You know, we all have peril as women. Stuff happens in life. So yes. they thought that they could kind of walk off the stuff, which was great. So... From that point, I think we organized our team by um, April, early April. So every weekend, I would find a trail, and these women would meet me at 8 in the morning. Wow. We'd pack our little lunches, and we would walk. And during those walks, we got to know each other. Um, and it was amazing. I mean, I, I now have better friends now than I've had my entire life. That women. makes me cry. You're I mean, making it's, me it's, cry. It's, <laughs> You're so, making me cry, uh, and I'm a tough bird. Yes, yeah, so it, it makes me cry. Um, so anyway, then we had to organize. So I'm sort of a whimsical, kind of a spontaneous person. My whole life has been that way. I don't, I don't, I don't conform to any kind of real structure. I, structure doesn't work for me. But anyway, so I, these women, uh, very well educated, very organized. They said, Linda, we're gonna, we're with you. <laughs> but we got to get organized. <laughs> when they said we're not camping, forget that. Yeah. To ensure us that we're going to have a hot shower and a bed at night. So I said, okay. 
So we, you know, we, we very strategically mapped out the route and we found two, we stayed in two Holiday Inns between the, the distance. So two of the ladies uh, who work in uh, their, their statisticians and all kinds of math crazy people, they became our logistics team. So they mapped out the route. We knew point by point, turn by turn, where we were going to go. Even down to, uh, we walked 10 miles each day and, and we knew that at the 10 mile mark, we needed to eat and stretch. So our logistics team had equipment, water, and they brought us food at the 10 mile mark. And then they'd pick us up at the 20 mile mark. So we were very organized. I told them we can run any Fortune 500 company. Really? I mean, we, I mean it, it was just amazing. It, just amazing, all right. So, um, so we, we, we trained and trained, and so it, the time came for us to do this walk. Well, then I got a call from uh, the visitor center in Cambridge, the state-run visitor center, uh, Jill. I can't pronounce Jill's last name. And she said, I, you know, I've just heard about you. And I said, well, how did you hear about me? Well, the historians, because they didn't believe I was going to do it. Gotcha. So she um and in the meantime i'm a songwriter so i wrote a song about our walk we're walking with harriet to freedom so i talked to jill for a while and i sent her the song and then she's coming back she said oh my god we got to get some some coverage for you yeah i said okay i said i that's not really what i'm i'm wanting but okay fine so the day of our walk we we went to the broadest plantation that was going to be our starting point i got there and the local tv station was there and they interviewed us and they mic'd me up. And as they walked along with us for about half a mile and, you know, they got this story. When that story hit Denise, my God, people were calling me. I'm, I'm trying to walk now. And then people are calling me on the phone. <laughs> can, we, can we interview? I said, I'm out of breath. I can barely make it, you know. So it just, it just, it just kind of exploded into this thing. But now I did, um, I, I wanted I wanted, on, we set up a little website, I, I on Facebook, we set up a We Walk With Harriet. So I was posting every day and I was, I was video, I was using my little camera, my little iPhone, and just doing videos of our walk. And I was posting it. And then when I first set up the We Walk With Harriet Facebook page, I had about seven followers. Well, we have about 7,500 followers now. It is crazy. It's crazy. Even Twitter, I got more Twitter people. I have more Instagram people. You know, people are, people are listening to my music, which really blows my mind. <laughs> Linda, I don't think it's crazy. I have to be honest with you. One, I very much agree with you that it's divine. Do you see what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I know for me, like I saw it. Now, Linda, I need you to know, my idea of camping is going <laughs> from the Hyatt to the Hilton. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> I've never been good at that. But I was uh, a runner as a young woman. My father okay. was a camper, and mm -hmm. but I I'm a walker now. I can I can walk five miles. I don't know if okay. I can walk more than that. So one of the re but when I watched you to finish the thought, I followed you every day. I didn't know you, and I was so in this horrible, difficult time in our country. You were like it was like a beacon of something positive, and I mean that with all my. In sincerity. Now, don't ask me why, but my husband, a nice Jewish boy from Shaker Heights, an attorney, uh -huh. has always loved Harriet Tubman. Oh, <laughs> wow. He has very, uh, very different tastes in life. So yeah. several years ago, 
But I mean, he's just, he's, he bought a Tubman, a Harriet Tubman stamp. And of course, because he wants her on the $20 bill. Yes, yes. But they make a stamp. So he stamps all his $20 bills with her face, which is legal, legal currency. Now, once in a while, some kid in the store will say, hey, you, yeah. And he, and he quotes the, he quotes the, no, 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 I have every right. Now, it's, I don't know why. I don't, we've been married 27 years. I've learned not to ask. I've learned to just <laughs> sometimes enjoy it. So when I told him about you and we walk with her, he started walking too. And I said to him, I'm going to reach out to her. Mm -hmm. I'm going to text her. I'm going to have her on the podcast. I have to tell you something. It in these difficult, ugly times to see someone just get an idea and and run with it and do nothing and be nothing but successful with it i'm sorry that's it's a, and the other women with you and the fact that you all oh, yeah. Yeah. were amazing yeah they, yeah. they, they were amazing yeah. i put it on facebook so when i was sharing with your thing listen i'll look at you guys gotta go <laughs> you know i i am um so i'm retired and i am going to totally commit myself to this you have to because harriet tubman was you know she she was friends with susan b anthony Yes. She was very instrumental in the women's suffrage movement. Of course. This is the 100 year uh, anniversary of the women's right to vote, 1920, we're in 2020. So there's so many things that she is tied in with. Uh, and if she, if we can get rid of Mnuchin, I don't know your political. Stuff, no, no, I'm, you, telling, I'm telling you mine. No, that's, we, uh, yes. If we can get Mnuchin out of there and, and get a new administration and get her on the $20 bill, so I'm, I'm tying all of this in because I, Harriet is guiding me in this and I'm, I am not going to forsake her. I am totally committed to You know what, Linda, it, things happen. I think with uh, Notorious RBG just, yes, know, yes, just yes. dying. I was yes. saying yesterday, and this is like the, when I said you're a beacon, it's because if you believe in the pyramids, there was always this beacon of light. And if you look at the, we've only had, the women have only had a right to vote for a hundred years. When you look at what the Supreme Court went, can do for good, when you look at for the first time since I remember in a long time, the Black Lives Movement is actually, Cindy and I talked about this a lot, I say to myself, we're going to actually get somewhere this time. Do you know what I mean? There has to be. And one of the things that has to happen is it should be, I'm telling you, white women, we have more power absolutely than we do. ever use. So absolutely. if we decide to just, and one of the reasons, and I think is we, I mean, this is with all women as we age, Linda, what are they going to do to us? Everybody, exactly. That's what I say. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> to me like oh denise you're so nice i go no i'm really not this nice was kicked the shit out of me years ago okay that's right that's i right. Yeah. we can band together mm -hmm. and make huge changes in our society and if we don't i we're lost that's all i can say oh and absolutely we are we're absolutely lost. We are. and we now are. of course we really are fighting the forces of evil but i still believe we can I still believe, Linda, that we can win. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. But we the, have masses, the masses can win. We the, can. The, the forces of good, the, the power in the universe of good, we can win. And if Harriet Tubman can do it, and I love reading about her because... Yes, yes. I mean, not... So first of all, this was like her first act that she became this... 
Yes. Then there was the suffragette. But oh, and in between, she was a scout for the army. I mean, for the army, my God, she she was the first woman in the Civil War. I mean, she's five. She's a little five foot two woman. Okay, so it's yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And yeah. I love in one of the bios that I read about her, her first husband who had decided to remarry someone else, right. And apparently then she was angry, but it sounded like for like an hour. And then she thought, he's not. Okay, what happened with she, she went, she went in, to Philadelphia. She bought him a suit and shoes and took it down there. And he got married. She left, she gave him a suit and shoes. And she says, okay, let me dust myself off. Exactly. Let me, let me keep moving. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Her whole life is amazing. Yes. I think, and strong women. So I just look at it and I think to myself, all we have to do is we have to be strategic. So yes. we don't waste our energy, but, yes. we, and, but we have to support each other and we can make these changes. Absolutely, we can. Otherwise, absolutely, absolutely. Otherwise, what's the point? Absolutely. Right. So I believe in, in metaphysics. This is the year of the woman. This is the year of Aquarius, all right? 2020 has some very, very um, uh, poignant, important aspects to it, you know, if you, if you think of it spiritually. And this is our year to do amazing things. And I think the older woman, I, I, uh, Denise, I feel, I'm 65 and I feel more empowered, more focused than I ever have in my entire life. And this is it. This is it. The, the Harriet thing. I, I know I always knew there was going to be something. I just didn't know that. I didn't know I was going to walk 116 miles, but I will walk 116 miles a hundred times if it brings attention to the to the causes that are important to me. That's exactly and, that, right. and that's where I am. That's just where I am in my life. Well, you're inspiring. Now, I need you to tell people your website for, that they can go to. We'll have okay. it all in the show notes, but the, so they can listen to you sing. Ah, okay. Well, that's that's lovely. I I actually have two websites. I have the uh, the uh, Linda Harris Jazz on the Corner dot com, and then there's just Linda D Harris dot com. Okay. And if I if I could talk about that for just a minute, because Please. that's another glorious thing that happened for me, and I'll just tell you a personal story. I I was married for thirty three years, and my husband left me for a younger woman. How unusual! So I, I, I mean, after I read about ten thousand stories, <laughs> so I, I really thought I was going to die. I thought, you know, this is the end of my life, and I decided to write a little song. My husband said, "I will not live in dust." I don't know what dust was because I have a neat, clean place. It's good. So I wrote a song called "Shaking Off the Dust." I yes. And, and I posted that song and, and it's, it gets downloaded. I get little tiny royalty checks every month for people who download my song. So I said, well, heck, let me just become a singer. I didn't really have any, any um, musical back. My dad used to sing, but I didn't have any background. So I started taking piano lessons. I learned to play the piano. I learned to write melody lines and I'm, I'm writing songs and I've got this amazing pian pianist, uh, Philippe Pacanella that works with me. And I have traveled all over the world singing, and I can barely sing. But no, I, you can't. I, well, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I don't have this big voice like some people. But what I have is a willingness and a desire. To, you know, so it's it's been amazing. So I say to myself, my husband leaving me was the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm, I mean, I didn't want to end my family. I have two beautiful children. They're amazing. But it really, I, I'm just in the better place than I've ever been. 
Go. You know, Linda, when I started this podcast, <laughs> no, I love it too much. I, when I started this podcast, when Cindy and I started it, mm-hmm. what we didn't expect, which is always what you're saying, we have yeah. a whole lot of women in their 40s and 50s that listen to us. Now, I assumed everybody would be old ladies like me that listened. You're not. <laughs> well, I'm 69, and Linda, I shouldn't have even lived this long by the way, the life that I live. So I'm proud of myself, okay? Yeah. I live. I live hard. Yeah. I had fun. Is yeah. <laughs> but the bottom line is when young women listen to this and they send Cindy and I notes, it's exactly what you're saying. We all think when we're young, we have these plans in our minds, things we, we see these lines, these beautiful straight roads yeah. and, oh, it's going to be just, and the, everything is pretty and you'll have matching drapes and carpet. Yeah, and the white, white picket fence. All of it. Because we're sold <laughs> this big old bag of shit. Yeah, from, <laughs> from Disney. I, I blame all Disney. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other story. <laughs> When they, when young women reach out to me, and some of them worked with Cindy and I when I ran my business, we've known people from many things in food, PR mm-hmm. agents, chefs, you name it. Mm-hmm. And they write me a note or then they'll text me and they'll say exactly what you said. My boyfriend broke up with me. My husband has left me. Now I've been in that situation. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Lynn, I've had it exactly like you. Best thing that I, now, I I had been married. I put him through school. Oh my! That's all. I did too. I did too. Of course you did. (laughs) And but the bottom line is, one day I knew I had to leave. Okay. Now, why would he? He didn't want me to leave. I was his his meal ticket. I took care of everything. And but the day I left, I remember closing the back door to our little condo, which I bought and and paid for (laughs) all of it. I'm not bitter, Linda. I don't want you to know. Of course not. <laughs> but I'm just saying this. I was broken. Serious. I, I always think I wasn't broken. I was cracked. I had developed some cracks. And then that wonderful, wonderful line about well, that's how the light gets in. Once I repaired a little bit and I realized that leaving him was really the beginning of my own life. Okay. I had been living the life that I thought I was supposed to live by marrying him and he'd be a dentist and we'd be rich. Oh, yes. And all those things that you think if you connect the dots and you know what I found out? No, no, not true. So Linda, I, I think that that, and again, would I want to be any other age, but I am right now? No. If I could tell myself, and that's what I want to end this with, what would you tell your younger self if you had a minute? If some, your younger self, what would you say to yourself? From what I've learned now? Yep. That everything we need is inside. There you go. You simply have to go in there and find it. And when you do, the most amazing things happen. You're making me cry, Linda. That's, I have to tell that's you. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It, that was beautiful. I always think what I would tell my younger self is some days you're going to need a helmet okay but most days you're going to sail right through that and take the lesson and be grateful absolutely yep Linda you have to come back when I love to (laughs) get so much information I've told the ladies that wanted to sign up 
Oh, yes. Get information and make it make a gig of it. And we will have yes. time for people to prepare like you did. Yes. Um, so I cannot thank you enough for being so generous with your time. Oh, oh, well, thank you. And thank I you. just, Cindy and I, I enjoy the whole reason I do this, Linda, is I love to meet new people. I love to mm -hmm. meet mature women. Mm -hmm. And because I think that uh, we have a lot of a lot of knowledge to share with people. Absolutely, especially young women. Yeah. Young. What did Ruth? What did Ruth Ginsburg say? She said, "Women have to be involved in every decision." That's right. Every decision. That's exactly. So we right. got. We have to. I, I have a 22-year-old daughter, and she's amazing. And we must groom our women. We must do that. So, that's right so thank, so thank you denise so much. well thank you and if when you want to reach out to linda harris all the information will be on our website womenbeyondacertainage.com if you have questions for us it is womenbeyond at iphone.com is that right cindy no she's cindy shaking her head womenbeyond at my icloud.com am i close cindy it doesn't matter go to the website yeah. Yeah. you know what I am 69 years old. The computer only has so much RAM left. And I, I have to pick and choose what I can remember. I know. <laughs> but anyway, our website, Linda, thank you so much. I, I, I can't even tell you what this has made my. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you and so much. And we're going to be in contact again. That would be great. Thank you so much. And thank you, Cindy. It's yes, been thank wonderful. Thank you, Cindy, for everything. Thank you, Linda. Yes. And we yes. will talk to you again. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care.